You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! <laughs> This is take six, this I think. Take, take seven. This is uh, this is take three. Um, it sounds like take a three this today, but we've already tried boy this band, in the past as well. The famous uh, famous boy band from the nineties. Take three, um, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Overnight Drive, episode number forty-eight. Um, an episode that we've uh, not only tried three times today, but we also recorded one that wasn't good. We are um, there is the the forces are aligning against us, and it's really are, coming together. We are <laughs> uh, we're coming to you live from uh, the Wegman's parking lot in Erie, Pennsylvania, the one you can see from the highway. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. I just ate uh, an entire um, uh, French bread pizza that is uh, wasn't cooked, just has cold cheese on top. That's so, see, I just got the bear claw. I was good at the bear claw. <laughs> you love the bear claws. It's amazing. So, Andrew, how you been, buddy? It's been a long time. Um, <laughs> I've been okay. Everything's uh, everything's super. I, I don't believe that for a moment. No, I, I, we can't really be that disingenuous with people listening. It's morning. I'm at my office, and I'm at my office because my <laughs> life has become a whirlwind nightmare that I cannot escape. Um, wow. Oh, Hold it's also on. Sunday morning. So it's Sunday morning, and I'm at the office at 10 <laughs> o'clock in the morning uh, doing my podcast. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, that, that's, that's the bright part of the day, correct? Correct. <laughs> Andrew, this is this is like a kind of a switch because I'm usually the one who's got all the problems, and you're usually yeah. the bright shining star. You're sitting like a, you're like a Cialis commercial where you're you and Gabby are sitting in uh, in uh, uh, personal bathtubs holding hands while doing the podcast, and you just look down at me and laugh. But the shoes on the other foot now, my friend. I just got a good night's sleep. Uh, there was a woman here uh, this weekend. It was very nice. Um, and you are in a whirlwind of hell, as you say. So I feel like I'm standing on like the lip of a lighthouse, just looking off into darkness. Do you feel like you're standing on the edge of tomorrow? Like say, I do. Say by the bell, the college years. I really do. <laughs> um, okay, so bring us into that, Andrew, because uh, for 47 episodes, we talk about my neuroses, and you are not doing fresh, my friend. Okay. Um. So, I've already explained this on the self-defense board, but for anyone who doesn't understand, uh, my job is, like, custom audio and custom video. It's the kind of situation where, uh, like, a Russian billionaire rolls in here on his golden Blackberry and is like, listen, I would like my TV to descend from a hidden (laughs) spot in the ceiling, and I'd like it to, uh, like, lights to turn on all around my room and go from purple to uh, to green depending on the show I'm watching. And then I have to sit okay. there with a straight face and be like, "Yeah, I got you." And just swipe your card, I'll take care of it. Um like really lunatic shit. So, so you work for uh you work for Boomer McCloud. Yeah, I work yeah, I work for Boomer McCloud. It's awesome. <laughs> um 90s uh, car stereo reference for all those people out there. <laughs> 90s regional car uh, stereo <laughs> yeah. reference. So one person got that. Oh, Boomer um, McLeod, of course. So we had one guy who worked here who would just say yes to everything. That was just his thing. And he did very well for himself because he would just be like, sure, we can do that. Sure, no problem. Burp, 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 burp. <laughs> and he left and left uh, 
four pretty big jobs that are open. And oh, uh, so since mid-November up through now and continuing on until uh, times unknown, uh, <laughs> I've been trying to wrestle with about half a dozen really unreasonable people. And it's taken its toll on me where I feel like I haven't slept much. I, uh, I've been eating badly. Okay. I, uh, I can't get it together, and I feel <laughs> like I am... Uh, Lost, and I, Andrew, I feel like I, I, I told Gabby yesterday. I just have, I've just felt dizzy for two months straight. Like I can't get anything done. Well, Andrew, I, I consider you my be- one of my best friends, and um, we're on video right now. We are on video. I will confirm that you do look, uh, you do look like shit. Uh, thank, appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying you look, you look very tired and haggard, and, and like that maybe uh, some li- life is uh, the bottle is empty, maybe for right now. Yeah. A little bit. Um, I always, you know, like when you read Life Hacker, they're always like tips to avoid burnout, and I make the jerk off motion. What are you talking about burnout? Like, what? What are you saying? It's not a thing. I'm, I was incorrect. It's a thing. I can't take any more. I'm done. Tips to avoid burnout: uh, to open your window in your office to increase blood flow. Yeah. to your brain. It's always really good. I, whenever I read Life Hacker, I just I just tab over to Deadspin instead. Yeah, much better idea. <laughs> that's my that's my summer summary of Gawker Media for everybody who's wondering. Um, so, Andrew, I, uh, now that the shoe's on the other foot and you're the lunatic, and, I, <laughs> and I'm the one who's like, yeah, you know, it's cool. I'm just waking up, and the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup and everything's cool. I'm going to say, I'm going to play your role and say, that sounds really good. You should do more of that. I should, so I should lean into this? You should lean into that. I think you should explore that. That sounds really good. Uh, so for everyone at home, since I'm at my office, you'll hear the phone ring in the background. You'll hear people, like, knocking to get in, and you'll probably hear me, like, sigh or, like, sob silently, like, as under my breath as these things happen. Um, so, you know, pay Putin. no mind. It's all good. Yeah, Vladimir Putin is here. He's uh, he's waving a gun around outside, and he just wants to buy a television. He's like, hello, Andrew, how do you... Uh, how do you put it? Uh, bang all, uh, you put uh, stereo in jet ski. I think that, that a... your Vladimir Putin impersonation is as good as your Ichiro Suzuki impersonation. Oh, do I have to do the Ichiro Suzuki impersonation always, to bring yes. you up? Hey, man, I need. Hey, this is Ichiro Suzuki, <laughs> man. I just want to tell you that the the the, the, stock, the car stereo you put in on my '87 uh, VW Rabbit was amazing, man. That bar, not, it really knocked the panels off. I can't even do it, man. <laughs> You know, we're going to have the impressions episode, and everybody's going to sound like... I can't believe I put a Hispanic twist on a Russian accent. I'm so bad. Yeah, I don't know what you just did. I that. have aspirations. I have these, like... Um, I have these, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman aspirations of being an actor or, or a uh, a raconteur at some point. Because uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman didn't get anything done until he was over 40. Like, um, he didn't really start making it or acting or anything until his late 30s which I'm I'm waiting for that I'm going to be like oh I'm 38 I'm an actor now uh, but I can't do any type of accents at all so if I did like you just got to do um, straight reality that's it yeah so if I did like Capote if I was like oh uh, you know it's Hans it's featured, uh, featured uh, you know I, I won the I won the role of Co- Truman Capote over Philip Seymour Hoffman and, so and you, then... you called into a radio show and they gave you the uh, the role <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and then they, I do my screen test, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going to call this book in cold blood, man." Like real laid <laughs> It'd be back. Funny if you just like, played it like you, like I don't know, maybe in cold blood. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, um, it's you know, I don't know, man. It's gonna be called in cold blood, and like it's, <laughs> it's, and I always, I realize I always go back on these. I'm like, I, I always say things are embryonic, and I always, it's in its embryonic phase right now. I use those things. I use those terms like during job interviews How did and this shit. Guy get in here. Exactly. Oh, uh, you know, my that part of my skill set is in its embryonic phase right now. It's the shit I say in job Dude, interviews. Oh, it's somebody so came good. into my job interview saying that I would throw them out. <laughs> so good. I can never hack it in New York. Like I would, I would, I would write something in the piece of paper. I wouldn't even write anything, but just so they would see my reaction. Like, oh, really, embryonic? <laughs> oh, that's good. Like, yeah. Huh. Like draw like a ladybug. <clears throat> Well, Andrew, um, uh, we've gone to the bottom. Uh, we're we're uh, I'm never in a, in a good place in my in my life, but you're you're also not in a good place. Um, well, I'm going to bring you up with some news that I hope brings you uh, back up. Please. Well, uh, our man Sean Dew has gotten a raise. 
and menu some menu authority at, at Champ's Family Bakery. I can't. I. <laughs> I can't shit on Shandudi's job because Shandudi got really mad. And I guess I can shit on Shandudi's job because it's funny because he's like a, a prep cook and he's in his thirties and now he's mad at me. So fuck it, let's just lean he's into it. So... All right, it's, I don't know. Like, sorry, Shandudi. I, I'm he's not trying so to clown you that. that hard. It's just one of those things. I'm just doing it and you just gotta lean into it, man. It's fine. My job obviously sucks too. Um, <laughs> what does menu authority does Sean did he well, make the specials or does he actually putting things on the the forever champs menu? Um, I'm not sure. I heard from a, a from a good authority that this is what's happening. Um, uh, the, all the refugees, all the vegan refugees from food swings. Um, you know, like you see, you know when you watch National Geographic and you see like refugees, like people with their bed rolls on their head, balancing the bed rolls on their Soon head. Soon you'll be able to look out like, your window to see refugees once Africa becomes unfarmable. Yeah. So get ready for that shit. I can't wait. <laughs> but people have have loaded up their donkeys and like an old Toyota truck with too many people in it. <laughs> like they're all moving slowly toward uh, foods for towards champs where they're going to get veganables. Um, and so Sean Duty has a big responsibility to really hammer it home. That is true. This is Sean Duty's chance to make his vegan yes. mark yeah. on uh, on the Brooklyn vegan scene. Yeah, Sean Duty needs to, Sean Duty needs to take all the Brooklyn vegans and like flip those legs up and just slam it home, man. Just give us the good stuff. Give us, give us. This some... is actually his chance to change vegan cuisine forever. If you think about it, it's really true. <laughs> or like I do when I um, feel like I'm eating vegan when I have instant mashed potatoes and then I stir in some veganaise. It's really good. <laughs> oh, fucked. <laughs> no, you put some pepper, stir in some veganaise, and you've got the uh, you've got the makings of a of a tight dish. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Oh, the, hey, or you get where you cook ramen noodles and you don't use the the packet, and you just make a ton of them, and then you you just throw peanut butter in there and mix it around. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like cold sesame. Yeah, exactly. It's ramen. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so Sean Duty, so I'm no longer making fun of your job. You have the chance to uh, to change the vegan landscape for the world. We challenge a lot you. of movers and shakers go to champs and they go back to their areas and they they bring your ideals with them. So Sean Duty, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna put that fake white fish into the fucking fake tofu scramble or what? <laughs> Sean Duty, Sean Duty, we speak your name. Um, speak your name, Sean Duty. I tried um, to uh, I tried to open up the Champs website, and when I clicked on menu, it just asked me to download a PDF instead of showing me the uh, the menu on screen. And then when I said I didn't want to download the PDF, the entire browser crashed. So, Sean Duty, first order of business is to get your website game on uh, on point. Oh There's my also God. a picture of the front of the place where there are four orange chairs covering bad graffiti. It is, like, actually the least appetizing photo I've ever seen. Like, that needs to change immediately as well. Yeah, you've got that Biff's World thing going on with the graffiti. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's, like, it's not... It doesn't look like a place that I want to eat. It looks like a place that people go to, like, buy Lucy's. So, uh, <laughs> yes, switch that up a little bit and uh, and then change the face, the face of uh, vegan cuisine. Champs, the, the food's okay, but they, their bike rack is whack, dude. I don't even see a bike rack here. I just see oh a fence God. with no bikes. Uh, they're probably going, not bike friendly. If you're going to appeal to Brooklyn vegans, you need to have a a good bike rack, or 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 just do the community thing where everybody t- uh, locks their bikes to each other. Yeah, it's and awesome. Like, just make a bike pile. Yes, you lock you lock revenge or something. Um, <laughs> Sean Duty, we love you, man. But uh, I, I hope that you change the climate of New York City vegans much uh, the way that Food Swings did. Uh, in a way, well, no, not really. Just see, the best part about being on uh, on camera is that Andrew just gave me that look, like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't get to do this on camera very often, so yeah. this is a, a real thing. Last time, uh, last time Andrew said he wanted to go on cam. I missed. I. Yeah, that got so him. weird so quickly. I it was took insane. him, and then when Skype came up, I, it was just my, it was just an eye level of me jerking <laughs> off, and I was like, "What? You said you wanted to go on a cam?" And he's like, "No, no, I mean for the podcast." And I was like, "Oh, go shit!" Well, okay. Forget this ever happened. Oh, because whenever anyway, a lot of people are loosey goosey with me, man. I have a whole other life online. Find me, okay? I have a whole other life that's supplemental income, webcam shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is the year. This 20, 2014 is the year of um, no holds barred, man. So, <clears throat> um, we well, here's something that's interesting. I am uh, I'm doing this three ways right now. I'm on Skype on my phone with you, which is why <laughs> we can use the camera. I love it. I am recording on a laptop that is seriously not at all equipped to do anything of the sort. Uh, and this is the third time we've tried this because both of our laptops have crashed already uh, part of the way into recording these. <laughs> really um, good. And I've got another computer over here with you know little notes and whatnot. What I don't have is access to the Tumblr. So that's going to be on you today. It's going to be on me today. All um, right. But in the meantime, what else is going on? What's, uh, what's the excitement? Well, uh, I have a, I recently moved to downtown Albany, like right downtown. Um, I, I looking out my window right now, I see kind of like a uh, like a, a scene out of the twenties from like a, maybe like a Jacob Reese like uh, expose on sweatshops. I'm looking ac- <laughs> looking right across my right out of my window, and I'm looking down an alley where there's brownstones on either side. It's very. Very like a uh, very cool hip downtown. Um, I live right near uh, a Price Chopper supermarket. Which Wait, is... are you on that? Are you across from that street? That's like sort of a road and sort of an alley. On uh, yeah, I don't know. I know exactly where you live. Right, right ex- cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, so we, I live right near uh, a Price Chopper supermarket, which has been affectionately dubbed the Ghetto Chopper. In reality, uh, though, every price chopper is ghetto chopper to whoever lives around it. Like any yeah. fucking neighborhood you live in at all, being like, "Oh, just go to ghetto chopper," but that's Scooter. not the ghetto. Yeah, it's yeah, like a different people one. In Al- because people in Albany love to romanticize things for more than they are. Like, like we have corner stores, but people will be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to the bodega." No, you're not. No, you're not, because they don't have a salad bar there. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, thank in, adi- Christ, in addition to yeah, in addition to a gigantic framed uh, picture of a rod, there's also a salad bar. That's when you know you're in a bodega. Uh, when you're in a, sh- it's called a shitty corner store in Albany. I actually, I uh, <laughs> I fashioned a candle holder to my free a rod. So uh, now That's every so morning good. I wake up and I light a candle. Do you burn? A, do you have 162 candles burning and you extinguish one flame Constantly. for each day Constantly. of a suspension? <laughs> Uh, only 120 days left. Only What's one... actually funny is I do, but each of those candles is $1 million that we just saved. Oh. <laughs> wow, we can get some players who like, like like to hang out and lift weights and drink beer. That's what we need. We need to go back That's to less. the 70s. <laughs> Seriously. We need to uh, get like a real team. We're you know realize that we're going to be the Brewers for like the next five years, right? I don't know, man. I've got I've got good hopes for this lineup for the next two years. I think if they keep this lineup <laughs> stable, it'll be all right. But all right, uh, well. after that, big question mark. Who knows? Big questions, man. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Ever I I I'm still caught up in Seahawks fever, so I can't Dude, even think about baseball. This is yeah. such a weird time because we've there's what there's only a week now to the Super Bowl, yeah. which is going to be bananas ass. Oh my but god! But then I there's I think probably another 15 days till pitchers and catchers report, and that's just like the lull yeah. for me. There's no sports I want to watch. Like I start to <laughs> sort of get into basketball because it's on TV. What about hockey? Bro? Um, I can't do hockey at all. Like I have no interest in hockey whatsoever. I went to a live. Um, I went to a college hockey game last night, and there were a lot of fights. Yeah, I was gonna say. I bet you were cold and around people who don't read very well, and there was a lot of fights. No, like, it was right. it was cool as hell because I went with Justin Kiss and his friend uh, Steph, who we should get on the podcast because she's funny as hell too. And a weirdo. And then she went with her uh, nephew, this kid. And this kid was like six. And he was like, he was like wheeling his head around. And anybody who was a fan of the other team that he didn't like, he's like, you're my sworn enemy. If you, if you, <laughs> if you win, I'm going to kill you. And saying all these like this whacked out shit. It was great. And the highlight was when uh, they had like before the game, they're like, please be safe. And they had the sheriff. <laughs> like this, the local sheriff come up, and I said, "You put my old man in jail!" Really loud, <laughs> and everyone was like looking at me like, "What?" <laughs> I got one of those like really strong like drinks because they had like a it was kind of set up like a gay bar where they had like an exclusively Shvedka like like setup at the at the arena, and That's I was like, tough. "All right." So I got like an $8 really weak uh, vodka tonic, and I sat down, but it hit me really hard because I didn't have any food in my stomach, and I was like, you put my fucking dad in jail, Sheriff Apple. (laughs) 
And then I had to like, and then like uh, halfway through the second period, I had to excuse myself because I was like, holy shit. I'm kind of glad we didn't do the podcast last night. That seems like it was a little uh, extreme. Yeah, the the cold, the the walk in the cold was uh, making me feel uh, really more drunk. So, yeah, we're good. Uh, If Um, we could do the podcast from the hockey rink, it'd be great. That would be dope. But, uh, okay, so the Price Chopper story. I was going to say, so getting back to Ghetto Chopper that we got off of 15 minutes ago. Well, I, I, I realized that I had to buy some, some things. In my, I live in a new place, so I had to buy some, some house things like a, uh, like a toothbrush. I forgot that I didn't have a toothbrush until I went to brush my teeth, um, which is not always a daily occurrence. But uh, I went to Can brush my teeth. Can we make that teeth. a daily occurrence in 2014? <laughs> Can that be your resolution? In- 2014 is the year of me brushing my teeth every day. That's fucking awesome. Because I, I, got, I got my toothbrush finally, but not without a little bit of trouble. Um, I went to the Ghetto Chopper, and it was like later, like late. It was like late on a, like a Tuesday night. And I went there, and I really, I'm used to the suburban uh, supermarkets where you can just kind of lollygag and wander and do whatever you'd like and nobody bothers you. So I was walking around for... Probably everybody bothers you at this Holy one. It's shit. like a fuck. It's like running the gauntlet. There's the, always the, somebody trying to hustle you in the fucking produce oh aisle. Oh god, people are trying to hustle me. People are just walking around because it's warm in there. Um, uh, it's you know it is it is a ghetto chopper. The uh, the baked goods are like there's flies flying around in there. It's really bad. So I'm just walking around, kind of taking in the scene. I hadn't been there in a while, and then. They have the sundries, like the um, the toiletries section, is all sequestered into one, um, and they have like these walls, these walls on wheels put up on either end because I think people like to steal razors and condoms and everything. So mm-hmm. I have to ask a dude to get into the aisle so I can look at the toothbrushes, right? So he, I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm like, what do I do here? He's like, you got to ask. The dude tells me I have to ask, right? So we're already having like a like a roadhouse showdown about the fucking toothbrushes. <laughs> it's like you got to ask, and I'm like, "You're right here, man. Just uh, can I, I have a like, toothbrush? Can I get in?" And he's like, "Okay," but I had to ask first because it was like a big time respect issue. Like, fucking go fuck yourself. Um, so I get in there, and I'm like, he's looking at me the whole time, like I'm gonna steal a toothbrush. Uh, so I'm going there, and I'm looking, and I'm taking my time, half on purpose, half because I can't make up my mind because I'm fucking bipolar, and I didn't want to explain it to that guy, but I was like, uh, everything looks the same, and everything looks different, and I'm interested in both. That's the only way I can describe it. So it's super frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best definition of bipolar I've ever heard. That's really it's <laughs> it's so fascinating. I, I, like when I go grocery shopping, it's a trip because I'm like everything looks the same, and I, I I can't possibly make a decision. But then everything looks so different and beautiful at the same time. That's what the Asia, that's what the Asian market turns me on so much because everything is just like wow. Like I get all my shit out of my system when I go there. <laughs> it's great. Jesus. So I take about twenty minutes. Right. Obviously, he's pissed because. Well, he has something else to do in the middle of the night, but yeah, what? So I pick up the shittiest, cheapest um, toothbrush, and I pick up the the Listerine, and he's like, "I'm gonna have to ask you to open your pockets, man. Got to open your pockets. Whoa! <laughs> open my pockets first of all, not empty my pockets." And I was about to be a pedant and be like, "Sir, the correct term is empty my pockets." Hello, I'm gonna have to have you have you open your pockets. He brings me to the front of the store. And he's like, um, by putting the things, he's like, you leave those there. Like I couldn't, I couldn't let the toothbrush or the or the mouthwash cross the threshold of the of the uh, cash cash out. I had to walk in front and empty my pockets. Uh, I had a guitar pick in there. Um, I had like a condom in my pocket, <laughs> which is great. Um, some change, and how about the back pockets? How about the jacket pockets? And he's like, go right. I'm just making sure you're not trying anything. How did you not say to this group, call a cop, really call a cop? Yeah, like, call a fucking... I was really sharp with them. I'm like, yo, I didn't fucking steal anything. So, like, I was really pissed. And then I bought my shit and left, which I shouldn't have bought my shit, though. I should have just those left. are those situations, for everyone, everyone listening, this is what you do in those situations. When you have, yeah, like an ego weirdo doing that kind of thing, you say, call a cop, and you go and you just do your business, like you're going to go leave... And you essentially goad them into hitting you. Yeah. A, that dude obviously gets fired, which is a fucking awesome thing. But then you're also suing Price Chopper, which is fucking dope. It's so good. Always goad an idiot into hitting you. Yes. If you can oh make it happen, always make it happen. It is well worth your time. Yeah, it's on camera. You're going to go there the next day when the, the semi-competent manager is going to be there. You're going to go there with a cop. 
they're gonna look at the thing. They're gonna see them. They're gonna see. <laughs> they're gonna see the the dude flipping out on you and hitting you, and then you're gonna be like, sign the check over. I want. Yep. I want eighty it's... grand. <laughs> Definitely, always do that shit. Oh yeah. So it was weird, and I walked home feeling with my tail between my legs, feeling low, and um, <clears throat> it was cool. Uh, that I, sounds I, really cool. It was great. I uh, so I went I went home and I brushed my teeth and I laid down and I signed up for OKCupid okay locals. <laughs> what is that? What are you doing? What is I, that? It's a, yet a, yet it. another quick stick facet. Uh, you go on OKCupid okay locals and it's just like Tinder where you swipe right. The law the law with Tinder. I know all you women are on Tinder. I know all you men are on Tinder. The law with Tinder is you always swipe right. Swiping right. So swipe, means, <clears throat> swipe right is yes or swipe right is no? Swipe right is yes. Okay. And you say yes to everyone. It's a process of elimination. It's just like yes, 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 no matter what they look like. If they had, See, I feel like I would say no, no, no all the time. I would just be yeah. like a really, really picky person. No, 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 but, no, no, no. But Tinder isn't real life. And the sex you have off Tinder isn't real. And nothing about it is real. So it's like fantasy world where you just try to meet as many people but as possible. The sex you have off of Tinder is real. So back up for a second, because that actually is a real thing. When that condom breaks, that's going to be a real baby. That's that's like some real things. Um, <laughs> if you're going to have an accident, an accidental baby oh. with somebody, it may as well be somebody much more attractive. Um, yeah, you just really, really shot holes, <laughs> shot holes in my boat, man. Come on, no. <laughs> The boat is sinking right now. My boat has had a slow leak. My, it just shows you where my life is. I've had a slow leak in my back tire for like five months, and I refuse to spend the hundred dollars. Yeah, I feel like you mentioned that in like episode. 20. <laughs> I refuse to go get it fixed. I just keep putting air in it. Now it's like air in it every day. It's awful. But I signed up for locals, and this twenty-three-year-old woman popped up. Right? Oh, so and so likes you. So I wrote her, wrote her back, back and forth. Um, <clears throat> I wrote her like this long kind of witty message, you know, hey, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. I should probably, I should try and read what I wrote because I know what everybody likes when I read my bad OkCupid messages. Um, Please do. But she was cute. I think I'd seen her around before. Um, I don't know. It was was kind of like, uh, um, oh man, I got to find it now. (laughs) Trust me, I might have erased it in a rage. I did erase it in a rage. Oh. I love that there's a rage involved uh, in this. It's not a rage so It's just like, man. Anyway, so I wrote, I wrote her, and uh, she's like, well, you know, your message was really sweet, which was a lie. But you seem, uh, I'm looking for someone a little younger. She's 23. Now I'm 36. Is that, um, am I like too old to be on OkCupid now? Yes. <sighs> really? That's yep. been my like main um, link. Do I have to go back to talking to people? Is this like the nineties all over again? I feel like women like older men, though, right? I've, maybe this is an aberration. I, I, I mean, yeah, your girlfriend is younger than you. Yes. Uh, how? She is. How is it? I mean, is how do we manage as older men? Older men, right? Uh, uh, I've talked to a couple of women who are younger. I talked to a woman who I think is 22 who is awesome um, <clears throat> right now. How do we manage the age gap? Because I know we say shit that they don't even know what we're talking about. Like if I talked about like... Yeah, but I mean it's it's not a huge deal. Like bringing up fucking Magnum P.I. to somebody who doesn't know what it is isn't like the end of the world. But it is to uh, me. Being around somebody that's uh, exciting and has like a fun life is uh, well worth them being like, yeah. what? When you talk about that's TV. really true, though. Actually, <laughs> and that's that. You know what? You're, thanks for bringing me back up, bro. Because that's her loss. Because I watch Miami Vice on my computer like every night, and I watch old Andy, Andy Kaufman videos. A lot of one. Like, who the fuck <laughs> wants to be around somebody that it shares the exact same interests and shit? Like, I don't. Well, I mean, she's. I was saying to to Gabri yesterday. We were having dinner, and I turned and I'm like, you know what's weird? Everybody in this bar we're at right now. Not a single one of them lived through Guns N' Roses being Guns N' Roses. <laughs> like, like when I was a kid, when I was, like, I don't know, 10, like, Guns N' Roses was straight up like Kanye West. Like, people lost their goddamn oh, yeah. minds over it. It was crazy. Like, people were out shooting, like, submachine guns in the street over Guns N' Roses. It was just fucking bonkers. Yeah, and people hung and, on every word, every word of oh, news. Yeah. And it was like, oh, Axl Rose threw a, a pint glass at somebody in St. Louis. And then you found out, like, two days later, because nobody knew anything back then. 
It was great. So, yeah, and I think it would suck to be in a bar where everyone, like, I was just like, yep, everyone here lived through that Guns N' Roses shit, and now we're all here. You oh, know, yeah. like, fuck that. I always want to be around people who don't know shit I've been through and vice versa. It was great. I, I recently went to local bar Susie's, uh, which is the awesome. local towny bar where hopes, dreams, and any type of counterculture go to die. Um, I went there and I sat there and I texted my friend who's like bust on me for not going there, which is weird. Excellent. Uh, That's a weird thing I would, to bust I on I texted you for. her. I'm like, at Susie's and surprise, kind of enjoying myself because the people watching was funny. And it's classic Albany where everybody gets super drunk, like knocked down, like yep. people literally helping each other, firemen's carry, like helping each other out of the bar all drunk. <laughs> <laughs> really bad, and then it's like how you picture a bar in like St. Petersburg, Russia. It's it, like well, fucking insane. It, at that moment, it was. It was kind of like a tender, no music on, just people talking, tender, kind of towny bar. I was like, yeah, this is kind of Deer Hunter. I like this, you know. I could get, and then someone put on Notorious B.I.G. Oop. And everyone, everyone let their white show like real bad. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh shit! Oh shit!" Like five different people said, "Oh shit!" Right? And I was like, "I was oh. like, I'm at a fucking roller rink. Get me the fuck out of here!" <laughs> yeah. Oh god damn it. Like okay, like maybe not great. If you even, even if it was Tupac, but that just it's just like you know, you might you know you might skateboard or have a beard. But you're all you still are like at heart like a college bro. Yeah, you're still Bob Saget from fucking fan, uh, what Full you House are. deep down inside, no, you're man. Still a, no matter what, you're still a white worm, dude. With, with... Or how much Supreme gear you buy, man, still <laughs> yeah. a white worm. Exactly. <laughs> no matter how much exactly, you're still a white worm. You don't read books. Fucking put your middle finger up your ass. How about that? Uh, what are people freaking out about this week? <laughs> oh, well, there was a mall shooting yesterday. A daily mall you shooting You know what I find yesterday. that interesting, though? Nobody's What's freaking that? out about the mall shooting. Like, everyone's finally over. No. No, I mean, uh, the person, uh, a person on uh, on my uh, feed today uh, found a fork in their cat box, and they freaked out about that more than they freaked out about a mall yeah. shooting, which was amazing. I was saying <laughs> during, like, the Colorado shooting, um, I remember going on Facebook and, like, listen, stupid, when you fucking, when you freak out about these things all the time, they keep happening, you dumb fuck. And it seems like people yeah. are finally getting, like, over oh, yeah. the fucking, like, oh, dark it's... theater of fucking mass shootings. Finally. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That fucking time. It's becoming... Time. It's the desensitization of America where everyone just kind of wants to hang out in a room and listen to Biggie and drink and not really talk about... I think problem. I'd prefer to survive a mall shooting than fucking sit in a room and listen to Biggie, <laughs> oh, frankly. I'd rather, like, fucking, like, rappel down a fucking second-story thing to get away I from would, an active shooter. If someone... Yeah, I would fucking jump right into the piercing pagoda fucking kiosk. <laughs> A, a fucking, lot of metal in there to deflect. Yeah, but that I'm I'm also I'm street, you know I'm thuggish, so I'm fucking uh, I'll reach up fucking hit the hit the register. I'll be taking money while the shooting's going. Oh, absolutely! Because if they're oh gonna God, bust absolutely. me for stealing, they're not gonna bust me for stealing. I'll be like, oh yeah, no, oh oh yeah, like bullets are flying. I'm like, grab, grab, uh, grab sir. 100. Where were you during the shooting? Oh, I jumped behind the counter at Hanosh Jewelers. Um, <laughs> Just to get away was uh, yeah. it was really scary. It was insane, and I also have to go right now. Hanush Jewelers, also, you know the dude from Hanush Jewelers, very regional. Everybody, yeah, uh, oh, imagine yeah. Um, imagine elevator music is playing right now while we talk about local Hanush well, Jewelers. Well, actually, you know from... Hanush Jewelers. If you can imagine a mid tier jewelry store from the mid nineteen eighties that has not aged in any capacity, it's just been like a time capsule is open and it's still there. Uh, oh, it's great. It's actually awesome. It's the only jewelry store I would ever go to because it's just bizarrely old. Oh, they have like they have, they have like platinum gold there, like big like Diana Ross necklaces. It's great. Yeah, like, it's oh that looks good. that's so pretty. Buy that for me, Clark. It is like the straight up fucking like Ronda Sheer jewelry store. It's awesome. But like a year ago, I don't know if you heard about this, but like a year ago, the dude like Mister Hanush, they got bumped off, uh, and the dudes are running through the mall, and he was running after them with a gun. Yeah. And Did then he ran out. He ran outside and shot at the car and shot one of the dudes in the back through the windshield, the back windshield. And, it was like, and then they sued, but then they sued him and won, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> 
they're like, yo, once you're off, you know, once you're outside the mall, you're not supposed to chase. They have like a no chase policy, let alone let with a, a gun. No fire a firearm fucking policy. <laughs> I like that Mr. This, Hanoush was actually a fucking uh, an active shooter for a minute. That's imagine wild. like a, imagine like a, a dude who looks like you're you're like uh, like your your uncle like Carl like running or like a big fat guy in like a ill fitting suit or with a big gun running running. <laughs> You know, chasing these like thug dudes who bumped off Anoush Jewelers during Christmas. And then they're speeding away on the wet pavement, and he's like, Good <laughs> fuck. Uh, really wow. good. Really good imagery. If you've ever been to Anoush Jewelers, it's a funny story. Oh, we really comes. tied it all together with the mall uh-huh. shooting there. It's, uh, that's pretty decent. Um, yeah, people are, I, I uh, people are, oh, there's a, uh, <clears throat> I think they're, they're, uh, People are talking about a vegan bakery rivalry. Oh, interesting. Um, Yes. Uh, Instead of solidarity, they chose to be... uh, They chose Discord. Um, Those vegans are are, are very... uh, (laughs) Speaking of vegan places to eat, um, both places are probably not great. <laughs> um, but I find it interesting that they're rivals, cross town rivals. Our cupcakes are better. Taste them and see. <laughs> and it's like shit. I like actually that on think Facebook. that oh that's pretty savvy because at least people are talking about your fucking awful bakery at that point. Uh, you know, it's one of those like any uh, any coverage is good coverage situations. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Speaking of. Speaking of coverage, we uh, I don't think we've talked about um, the Seahawks beating the we 49ers. We have not. We talked about it in a failed episode. We have not talked about it in uh, a real episode. Oh. Oh, let's just talk about the Seahawks for a minute. Do it. Please. I'm ready. Go ahead. Lead the way. Lead the charge. We, we, we going. We going to the Super Bowl. Uh, not only are we going to go to the Super Bowl, but we're going to win. Uh, I'm not going to say we're going to win by a lot. Maybe only uh, 21 points. Uh, good, uh, good spread um, there. <laughs> Uh, it's Peyton Manning in the snow. It's not going to work. Dude's a dude's a chrome dome. It's not going to work. Um, <clears throat> but the thing, the thing that I loved was watching that game. I went through so many emotional highs, high Seriously, highs, one of the best games and I've low ever lows. It was like bananas good. Yeah. Well, we pulled out what we rarely do, but we did the bend but don't break defense at the end, which is like an old school football tactic where you you're you're letting the offense get ahead of itself and get tired. Which is something that is so like the biggest yep. dice roll ever. We did two huge dice rolls. We went for it on fourth and seven, where Stephen Hauschka basically told Pete Carroll, "I'm not kicking a field goal because we're not going to make it." That was I read we, that a few days after we did that first one. Like you can, if you can essentially uh, put Stephen Hauschka in the driver's seat for bringing those guys to the Super Bowl. Like really, uh, that dude is the unsung hero of that game. Oh my god! And like unbelievable right he's like no i don't i mean he's like this dude steven hauschka who the fuck is this you know he's not a great kicker he's okay uh uh great year though yeah he's great great year and he's just like to one of the most powerful coaches in in the nfl he's like i'm not gonna do it man we're just not gonna make it it's like a bad if you're not into football you can imagine uh being at your job and having the guy that runs your company uh offer you a ceo slot and you look at it and be like no, I don't think I'm right for this. Yeah. You know, sorry. Like, no, you know, it was, it's crazy. It was like, brilliant. kickers have four minutes of play every game, and yeah. they, like, they'll kill each other to get on the on the field just to, you know, be in the game. Uh, and this dude turned it down, and he, he made the right call. Yeah, because the game was on. Next play, Russell Wilson to chop my man, chop, chop, Jermaine Curse. Touchdown. Brilliant. Like watching a ballet. When I and called then, uh, when I called you at the end of the game, uh, my favorite part was you just went. It was great. I fell down. <laughs> I did. No, it was great. I fell down. But when we fought, when when Sherm tipped it to Malcolm Smith, I jumped up at Justin Kiss's house, and my knee hit his coffee table, <laughs> and the like soda and beer we'd been drinking. And there's like there's like a, a half-eaten pizza on the table. That shit just went everywhere. And I was like, yes, oh my god, I'm sorry, yes! And we finally won, <clears throat> and it was great. And then Andrew called me, and all I could yell was, we're going, we're going! I couldn't believe it. it was so You calling me was so great. We, and like, uh, Me and Gabri went to go watch it with, uh, with Dave V, our uh, friend of the show. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, Self-Defense Family was playing that night in Chinatown. <clears throat> so 
our plan was we would go to a place called the Whiskey Tavern in Chinatown to watch it. Um, the Whiskey Tavern is awful. Does it sound like? Uh, is it is what it sounds like? <laughs> a whiskey it tavern is. Um, it's actually like if uh, if you took the sensibilities of Colin Kaepernick and mm. the execution of the movie Coyote Ugly and put them together. But oh instead, God. it was all dudes. So it was just guys being like doing gay stuff and like having like, hey, it's it's not gay that I have this vibrator back here because I think it's funny. Like, no, dude, you're just gay, man. It's all right. Yeah, like, just let just it happen. Gay, dude. Um, so yeah, it was like a really intense, like a lot of uh, ex sorority girls like drinking Patron out of the bottle, and they're all like really Ugh. like bloated, you know, like not doing well in life. That sort are of situation. Are you sure? Are you sure you weren't in Albany? Because that like that's like an every night thing. No, no, I was in Chinatown. Uh, you can gather from all of this that this bar was full of rabid 49ers fans, uh, like yeah. real sad sacks. <laughs> it was a rough scene. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the game started, and it was packed, too. So we already got down there. We're like, oh, fuck this. Like, this is fucking awful. <laughs> Dave leaves halfway through to go to the show, and he's like, oh, no readmission. Sorry. Like, clearly, like, not coming back. Yep. So it's just me and Gabri and these two overweight Chinese guys and the bouncer rooting for the Seahawks, and everybody else is uh, is screaming for the 49ers. <laughs> but we're situated in this spot. We're in this corner <clears throat> where there's a TV right above my head. So... People would have to look at me to look at the screen. So every time the Seahawks made any kind of like forward momentum, I was like standing in the bar stool, like screaming, and everyone had to look at me, like carry on. It was nice. Um, I really wish I was there. I definitely would have gotten punched in the face. Oh, definitely. It was like bonkers. But that actually leads me to the next thing. Next to me is a girl watching the screen with her boyfriend, or I guess her boyfriend. Uh, she is really pulling for the 49ers. And I notice that this little fake kid she's with is pulling for the Seahawks. Um, and I don't really think anything of it. It's, it's whatever. Mm. And uh, at one point, I forget, it was like the second quarter where they overturned the call for, uh, for the touchdown. And the woman turned to me and like, what does that mean? And I'm like, that means that they overturned the fucking call. Like, that's it. You know, no, it and that really geared her up. I didn't realize how bad it was. I was just like having a nice time. Yeah. So, as this goes on, her and this guy get into an argument over who likes football more or some shit like that. Like, I've been oh. watching football, so bah, 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 you know, that oh, shit. Sounds awesome. And I'm like, I'm already kind of laughing, and when I turn away, and I'm looking at the screen across the bar, and all of a sudden I feel water hit me. <clears throat> like, what the fuck was that? I turn back over. <laughs> this yeah. woman has thrown a glass into this guy's face, and he's just like, <sighs> like covered with water, like, um... And, of course, me like an <laughs> asshole just egging it on, like leaning over like, she seems awesome, dude. You know? so, <laughs> so she's crying. Uh, this dude's like trying to towel off. And we were like, I don't know why, but this was stupid. Uh, we're like, uh, I'm sorry, man. Can I get you a drink or something? It seems like you just had a real bad night. Oh, get worse. No. And then this woman came over and was like, oh, and now you're going to hit on my boyfriend. Why? And we're like, yo, what? Like, are you fucking mental? What is wrong with you? Oh, poor Niners fan having a bad night. So, yeah, Aww. so she starts crying and he leaves. And then and then at that point, we're just in a corner with a psychopath, like, prowling around. Yes. Um, yeah, it was like a real fucking scene. It was just, it was really out of control. I, my favorite part was at one point, Gabby went to the bathroom. And then this girl went right after her. And I was just like... Oh, dude. Like, I have to go and check. Like, I'm afraid she's going to get, like, stabbed in the fucking bathroom. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was, like, bonkers. It was very good. But the, uh, yeah, the end of that game, Mm. I urge everyone to try this. There is no better feeling than disappointing an entire packed room full of people. It is the best feeling. (laughs) Nothing gets me harder. So the end of the game is just <laughs> silence across the room, and me and four other people being like, ah! Yeah. ah, like so goddamn good. It was uh, so good. Ecstasy! I should have went. It, I should have uh, come down. It was perfect. I'm gonna watch every Seahawks game there from now on. It's so oh, bad, please. so good, so bad. I'll definitely come down and watch Seahawks there sometime for sure. Oh, it's, it was ecstasy because the Niners fans have this. My boss is a Niners fan, right? Ugh. My big boss. And I was like, I couldn't be like, yeah, fucking, you know, the worst fucking team in the world, blah, blah, blah. But him and I just have like this kind of weird rivalry where I wear Seahawks. I wear these these gloves that have like Seahawks logos on them. 
and I'll like leave them like where everybody hangs up their coats. I'll just like leave them presented. <laughs> and he like he gets his he gets this 49ers magazine and he just like left it on my desk. And we aren't saying anything. And then when he called when I, I talked to him on the phone Monday and he's like, good game. And I was like, good game. You should be like, I didn't even watch it. What happened? Yeah. Oh, what happened? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. We beat your ass and we made you look like clowns. Oh. <laughs> and Richard Sherman said, try me and I will pick that. And he, that's basically what he did. Which uh, is I think I think we're past <clears throat> the point of having to talk about Richard Sherman having an outburst. Like, it was like a... Yeah. Like, uh, and that, that actually is one of those, like, no publicity is bad publicity things. Because everyone got real weird and then a bunch of blogs tried to make it a racial thing. And it was just like, whatever. Uh, at the end of the day, that dude is going to earn so much fucking money from promotions and shit from just absolutely. being, like, a straight-up confident person. Uh, oh, which is awesome. He's, I mean, he's, he's um, it's funny because it was, but it was, like, the, the classic, like, Oh, there's like a big bad baboon leering over a little uh, blonde white girl, and everybody, like dudes my dad's age, got really tight about it. That's I also like what it two was. days later that other footage came out of him like giving her a hug beforehand. It was just like and, this. Oh, and she the took the Twitter context was just fucking oh, it was, wild. It was really good, and she took to Twitter the next day and was like, "I thought it was neat." Like, I thought it was cool, not a problem. Yeah, it's it's you know, awesome when people a... don't follow a party line and are just fucking confident and loud and brash. It's nice it's, to happen every now you, and then. It's like interviewing you about something and expecting a logical answer after, like, you just won the lotto three Seriously, minutes ago. Seriously, yeah, what are you kidding me? It's like you just ducked <laughs> like, behind the, the counter at Hanos Jewelers and you just got away with, like, half a million dollars in rings and they're asking you what happened. You just want to scream. You're well, just excited. It, you and I in our in our buddy movie about robbing jewelry stores. I'm the one who took the bull in the back. <laughs> that is true. And you're like, and you're flooring it. Oh, in my, absolutely. Uh, yeah, in my in my '99 Dodge Neon, where you're speeding away. <laughs> <laughs> the base the base frame for uh, Johnny Cab in Total Recall. Uh, I'd be so um, good as a getaway <laughs> driver. Shit. <laughs> I think you would. I think you know since we have good good chemistry, we should be uh, like rally rally car drivers. Probably a good move. Because you're and you're you're smarter than me, so you'll be the um, navigator, and I'll just be the driver. I guess I'll take and, that. Uh, it's I mean it's cool. I mean you, you uh, and I, I promise we won't crash that much. We'll hit like <laughs> the sides and. You know, because they like rub the fucking the sides of the, like the the guard the guardrails and shit. They like use that as the tactic. It's really weird. I love watching rally car stuff. Never watched it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so we've touched on a lot of subjects. We are. Uh, we, no, we didn't. Uh, we didn't touch on my favorite part of that whole Richard Sherman thing, though, What's uh, that? where he came out with a line that I am actually thinking about having tattooed on my body somewhere. <laughs> this is we're gonna unveil the new call a cop for 2014. Yeah. You want to take this? Go ahead. This is he's your boy. Um, I I think you should, man, because I'll I'll fuck it up. Quit bitching and adapt. There is. Quit I can't remember the last time a human being said a line that that was that poignant in that few words. Uh, honestly, now that you've called the cop, now that you've gotten all your demons out. This is the year where you need to quit bitching. And yeah, adapt. for real, taking it. Twenty fourteen. Quit bitching and adapt. He uh, he broke up with you. That's all right. Adapt. Oh, that girl, fucking that girl. You found out that girl Snapchatted somebody. Uh, that adapt. It's cool. It's the new rallying call for 2014. Get into it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we should get into some questions, but before we do, mm. uh, major conspiracy news this Uh-oh. week. Let's do it. Major, major news this week. I might not know this so, one. <clears throat> uh, somebody on Google Moon was clicking around, clicking around, and found an object. Really? That they can't identify on the moon as a triangular object. It's it's so big that it's even in mainstream news. Even the mainstream news can't ignore Whoa. this fact. <laughs> this fact. Uh, this <laughs> fact that is on page 97 of Huffington Post. Oh. Um, but there's, uh, if you look uh, on... One of those fucking lunatic, like, Turner Radio Network, or one of those fucking psycho sites, yeah. uh, where there's an entire backstory that appears to be entirely made up about a doctor being called in in the middle of the night because there was uh, a fleet of objects moving very, very quick <laughs> towards Earth a few months ago, and a now doctor. they are on the moon, and here we're, yeah, it's, it is really good. It is definitely real. It's not a camera glitch in any capacity. It is 100% an object that we can't, we can't figure out what it is on the moon. Uh, please read up on this shit because your life may depend on it. <laughs> Andrew, what if this? What if the ship pops off and you're out west, man? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna race home? 
I, 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 is, is home still going to be home at that point? I think home is uh, the Crab Nebula at that point. <laughs> no, I think they're going to take out the West Coast first, man. I think that makes sense. It's all right. So do you have any, uh, um, uh, like, big... Um, when you tour, you've been touring for a long minute. Remember when yes. we'd have... Remember when we tour all wide-eyed and wild-eyed and we'd have these big expectations of how tour was going to go? Yes. Does that ever still happen with you? Would you go? No. You're like, I'm going out the West Coast, and it's going to be like the Eagles, man. And then we're like driving across like the Cascades, and we're like hot, and all the water's alkaline, and we're like sweating, and the fans smells like balls, and we're like, hmm, expectations versus reality. <laughs> no, I I plan to read a lot of my book and uh, try and write a few things for my uh, my menswear gig. Good. And uh, that is about it. I haven't touch the instrument that I'm supposed to be playing on this tour at all. Haven't practiced one bit. Uh, I actually haven't been in the same room as a bass guitar since our show at St. Vitus, which was in, like, what, September? (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) So this is going to go awesome. Oh, really well. I'm very excited, and, um, yeah, we'll just kind of see what happens. Do you have the... uh, Oh, we'll do that at the end. Um, Do you want to hit some Tumblr questions? Let's do it. Go ahead. All right. Well, someone says, go Seahawks, of course. Okay. Uh, I've seen Hans's thoughts on marriage. Water Andrews. Um, I used to have very strong thoughts on it. I used to be extremely anti-marriage because mm. like, it's just such a stupid thing. It's so dumb. It's you know, it's uh, um, like an unnecessary tradition. But but all that fucking that trite bullshit. It's really occurred to me over the past couple of years that who gives a shit. Mm. Like, it, marriage, I think, used to be a thing that was, you know, it was like a definite ordeal, it was like a big commitment, and then it wasn't so big of a commitment, and then it was like kind of a thing people did because it was Thursday, <laughs> yeah. uh, and yeah. now it's actually gotten to the point where it is just like a minor financial hurdle. Right. Like, divorce is such a foregone conclusion that it's just like... Let's get married for a couple of years, and then we'll be divorced. It'll probably cost us a couple thousand dollars each if we could just be reasonable, and that's that. Mm. Um, so my thoughts are, fucking, who cares? I don't know. I'll I'll get married tomorrow. It doesn't mean anything to anybody anymore. So who cares? It's fucking fine. Go for it. My father, my father is really good. Uh, my father's happily married for over forty years to my mom. There, there, you know, there's been ups and downs and bumps, especially with my, <laughs> especially in the eighties when my father was a truck driver and doing his best David Allen Coe impression. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't talk about it. Uh, he's like, uh, he's he just basically told me he's like in relationships, love somebody until you don't, and don't worry about getting married or anything. Just focus on the love, and I think that's that's strong in a way because if you find somebody who you really um, care about and love you don't want to add too many variables because those are the things that can go wrong yeah. and I think that if you just decide you wake up one morning and and instead of wanting to fuck the girl's brains out because morning sex rules if you just wake up one morning and you just want to like cuddle and like uh, and talk and, and you find yourself in love with them you should try to extend that as long as possible and not introduce like winter wedding photography <laughs> or there's like, an interesting thing that's happening it doesn't happen to everybody let's add stress onto this let's add yeah. weight onto this equation yeah let's add a stressy marriage with like a lot of photos and like oh we've got to pick a wedding <laughs> just to make our family happy while we're just going to be kind of uh, like going like miserable you're going to turn over bridezilla and then ex- the minute we get married people are going to be like when's the baby when's the baby Oy. Or you could just be a cool couple who, like, eventually lives together. You're always in love. You listen to each other. Uh, you're automatic for each other. You know, gone are the days of, like, oh, my God, they didn't text me back. They must be fucking somebody else. Like, that shit's out the window. You never worry about that anymore because you're so automatic for each other. And that's the beautiful thing that takes time to cultivate. And- I can't <laughs> express to people enough. People in their, like, early 20s who are have, like, these fucking Tumblr hang-ups about... Yeah this sort of thing Tumblr hangups I love it the absolute joy in just having two incomes to fucking do bullshit with and not like stress out on is awesome that's it's really fantastic that's the dream it's like just living like a gay couple it's great like not like having a fucking baby that's gonna save the relationship or any of that yeah. fucking nonsense it's fucking dope like, oh, just hey. calm the fuck down just quit bitching and adapt calm down quit bitching and adapt just love each other see that's and, and, and I'm glad that we um, talked about this because I'm introducing a new wrinkle for 2014 
Oh, fuck. Last year was the year where I just wanted to get fucked all the time. I mean, it worked out really well. Um, this is the year I want to find love. I want to find an everlasting love. Ah, oh, this is your reality show. All right. Yeah. You've, you've actually gone full reality. This is good. <laughs> I, you're definitely I'm a part-time podcaster. Now I'm looking for love. Oh, Jesus like Christ. Like a guitar-driven, uh, you know, <laughs> intro music. He's a part-time podcaster. He's uh, 70 pounds overweight, and he's looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> I've conquered the podcasting world. I've now it's time for me to conquer the love world. It shows me closing a laptop, walking down a hall. <laughs> <laughs> walking down a hall, like a back, backlit hallway. Like, oh, that would be great. Let's do it. Let's pitch that. No, um, oh, this is going to be good. I can't wait. Yeah, because there's like there's a girl who sends me like uh, like Snapchats, and then we started texting, and it's like. You know, it's just supposed to be, like, casual, normal, cool, you know, oh, yeah, you know, boobs. And then, like, suddenly I'm like, wow, I like this person. I just want to like somebody, <laughs> you know? Uh, does she live in the Pacific Northwest? No. Holy no. fuck, I forgot to tell you. What? I woke up this morning to a text from a bandmate. I won't say who, but some of us are already out in Seattle. That just said, Hans's ex is my waitress. <laughs> I don't know which ex it is. I don't know where. I definitely know who it is. I, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll, how, I'm sure you know who it is. but How did they f- know that it was my ex? I sent back a message. This was 7 in the morning, which yeah. means it was probably like I don't even know what time there that uh, they sent it. But uh, my only response was, get the fuck out. And I haven't heard anything since. So, <laughs> you know, details as they become apparent. Dear Lord in heaven. Perfect. <laughs> um, I mean, good, cool. Good, I mean, good, good luck. I realized in, in time that uh, I was as much responsible for the failure of that relationship as she was. But, uh, whoa, wow. Yeah. It just all comes back to you. People still stay alive after all, all that bullshit. And, and Believe it or not. You, even when you play dead in your mind, there they are at a waitress at some shitty diner somewhere. So congratulations, but yeah. So, but I'm, I really want to find. I really want to find love. So lovers, get at me. That's all I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm not going to talk. There's an, another question about relationships, but let's not talk about that. Uh, here's a question we could talk about. Do you remember your first wet dream? All right, Andrew. Do you remember your first wet dream, pal? This might out me as a, a sociopath, but I don't think I've ever had a wet dream. I was just going to say the same thing. Okay. I've never had a wet dream. I don't think it's as, com- it's as common as people think. Um, no. See, I always assume that I'm the weirdo, so maybe it is less common than people think. I just assume that I'm crazy. I've woken up with um, having pissed my pants. I don't know <laughs> if that's the same thing, because that's infinitely, that's infinitely wetter than... Than a, like a, a sperm dream. When you wake up with a, with a load of piss in your pants, that's that's bad. That's you gotta you gotta pine sole your bed. You gotta flip your mattress and forget it happened. That kind of shit. Oh, uh, uh, one of the first times I got like throw up drunk was on uh, Southern Comfort with a friend oh, of mine at my parents' house after they had gone to bed. And I don't know why. I think I passed out on the floor or something after getting sick. And he fell asleep on my parents' couch. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night. It's all dark. And then across the room, I just hear him go, shit. <laughs> and it's because he had pissed my parents' couch. This wasn't Sean Duty. This was not Sean Duty, no. <laughs> shit. Shit. Like, just in the darkness, <laughs> shit. Um, uh, that's a great question. Uh, has the drive Snapchat been of worth yet? Has it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, only one woman has sent her boobs so far, uh, and face and selfies and and things like that. And then it's like it's this one girl who is like so hot and so nice and awesome. And then dudes who are like, "I'm driving to work," or somebody sent a picture of their bare ass, which was neat. Um, like a, a guy, <laughs> and uh, or here's my dog. Don't you love? Oh, here's you know, my dog's here's ass. Yeah, here's what movie I'm watching, or like inimitable, like interminable selfies, like 
Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Keep sending them. It's interesting. I, I in turn, sent everybody Chippendales videos the other night. Well done. Like, have you ever wanted to make love to a construction worker? Like, that kind of video. <laughs> no, I've never wanted to in my life. <laughs> that, was, that, was the, that was the line. And like, it shows dudes, like, working on construction stuff. And then the, the narrator's like, have you ever wanted to make love to a construction worker? Not even a little bit. <laughs> no, never. Not even when I work construction. Nope. Jesus. Um, <clears throat> What else we got? Oh, here's a here's a question that that is uh, that is and in, turns into uh, what we talked about earlier. Hans, would you sleep with Seattle overnight drive number ten again? Oh uh, shit! She was dynamite in bed, so probably. I'll I mean, I'll find oh. out where she works. You can just kind of show up there and make it <laughs> no. way awkward for everybody. No, she hit me up on Facebook and I couldn't handle it. She's like, "Hey, I've been thinking about you like three years after the fact," nope. and I was like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> like. The memory pain of years gone by, as Judas Priest once said. Uh, no, I can't do it. Jesus Christ. Um, all right, well, it's uh, we've been doing this for a little bit under an hour, and I'm mm. going to have to actually do some work soon. So why don't we take one or two <laughs> more, and we'll wrap this thing up. Okay. Um, Andrew, really looking forward to your menswear blog. I have plateaued in my journey from pizza punk to decently dressed member of society, and I need some more guidance. I thought that simply having a part-time job at a J. Crew factory outlet would be a key, but my coworkers offer very little advice. Big surprise. So I've been doing. I've been on my own in a way. The employee discount doesn't help, though. I really don't know how to dress myself, and I hope that you can help. Um. Well, <laughs> it's coming along. Uh, I, we're not in a position that we really want to talk about it yet, especially because with my job the past few months, I haven't had any time to devote towards it. And uh, my partner Dave has been in kind of the same situation where, like, we're just too busy to really kick it into high gear. I'm hoping the spring will uh, allow us to do it. We just did our first, uh, what will eventually be our first feature a couple of days ago. Um, but essentially we are, fuck it, I'm just putting it out there. We are trying to transition from doing a blog into doing uh, a publication. It'll be, I don't know Great. if it's actually going to be physical or just I, – I think just iPad is the way to go, but you know we'll look at the numbers and see what works best. Um, mm. But obviously this takes a lot more planning and then you know there's like design work and there's, there's a lot more that goes into it in a blog. But I think the, the payoff as far as feeling like you're doing something good is, uh, is worth the effort. Yeah. So it's coming along eventually. Uh, it's not the kind of thing I'd tell you to hold your breath for because it's still a ways out from being, you know, really done. Um, sure. In the meantime, there are fuck tons of places on the internet to go and get, uh, you know, like uh, uh, advice, Late. laid advice on uh, <laughs> on clothes, things like that. Uh, and then it's also all of these things are only as good as you trying things. You know, like if you're uh, if you're not willing to kind of jump in the deep end and try things, then it's all going to be um, not uh, not really applicable to your life. I guess I'm my I don't feel like I'm making any sense right now. I'm starting to uh, to fade. Um, <laughs> I, I I feel you, man. You, you're taking that Tupac jump and get yeah. a taste uh, sensibility to your menswear blog. The uh, the, the um, J Crew discount I bet is fucking awesome though. So uh, use that know. a lot. Yes, you know J. Crew. Uh, uh, um, I don't fit into any of their clothes. I tried some things on the other day because I have like. You should a write. Uh, you should write them and tell them. Be like, hey, I. It's not on me to lose weight. It's on you to make bigger clothes. <laughs> um, uh, I I, you definitely write them. See, you see how that goes. I should. I'll write, the, I'll write them a paper, a uh, pen and paper letter, and I'll read it. It'll be great. That's funny because when I go to the J. Crew in Albany, because uh, I always go to the ones in Manhattan, and they're always, you know, pretty de- decent. And then I get up there, and I'm, gonna, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome because, like, everyone in Albany is, like, a size bigger than me. I'm going to be able yeah. to, like, really, like, clean up. No, like, not at all. It's, it's a rough scene. And everything is too big for me there, but it's also <laughs> stuff I don't really want. <laughs> Although this sweater I'm wearing came from J. Crew in Albany, found it uh, the day after Christmas for uh, for a pittance. A pittance. I'm about to go to the mall after this podcast. You there know, you I go. love the mall. And then we're going to watch the Pro Bowl with Justin Kiss, so it's going to be awesome. I'll have a full Pro Bowl report because nice. I know everybody cares. I forgot it was even today. That's how little I care about the Pro Bowl. <laughs> um, so is that it, man? 
Is that it? Um, I guess, yeah. You know what? Let's uh, let's call it what it is. Let's call it the end of the podcast. Um, <laughs> For this I'm week. I'm getting up tomorrow at 4 a.m. to go to Newark Airport like a moron to get on a flight to Seattle. Uh, so podcast, I'm going to try and get it up before that. Uh, if not, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. But hopefully we'll get one or maybe two more done while I'm gone. You should do one out there, man. Definitely. I'll see. Uh, I'll see if I can make that work. Uh, this has been episode number forty-eight. Do you have anything you want to plug this week? Well, I uh, I did. Uh, this, this involves Andrew as well. This involves you. I, I did a uh, solo bear mattress show the other night, and I actually took it seriously. And I sang, and I played through a delay pedal, <laughs> and uh, it worked out really well. Actually, we the played. photos look enticing. <laughs> they were they were okay. I think I look like. Did someone record that shit or no? No, no. In one photo, I look like Chris Farley with a guitar, which is the worst. Uh, The other picture looks cool. Um, I uh, it's uh, it's a work in progress, but uh, slowly but surely, I I did drum tracks the other night on a Dramatics drum machine, which I have to self to send you, Andrew. And um, uh, yeah, it's working out. So hopefully by spring, uh, we'll have something to put out for a uh, EP for free, just to listen to. And uh, Andrew hates hearing for free. <laughs> I love for free. I think free is awesome. <laughs> All right, we'll put it up for free. Once that shit leaves my hands, I can care less where it goes or what's done with it. Yeah. So we'll see. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do I've it. I had a W nine from Deathwish in my email inbox for seriously like two weeks now. I just haven't opened. <laughs> That's great. And this is good because I know the second I put this up, Trey's gonna get at me. And be like, Will you just do your W nine, please? <laughs> awesome. Be great. Can't um, wait. Yeah. Uh, or he'll write you about something completely uh, not having to do with that, which is also right. yes, definitely possible. Uh, he says he can't make your uh, your eighties this week, unfortunately. Oh, that's uh, a shame. That you keep inviting him to. I, I just keep inviting him because he, he, he uh, asked asked me a couple times and stopped inviting him very angrily. So I'm definitely inviting him every day, <laughs> every time. Um, all right, well that was uh, episode forty eight. That was fun, Andrew. I hope you have a good tour. Thanks. I got nothing. I'm I'm out of gas. I can't. I'm thinking about all the things I have to do at work now. I just I feel I feel the darkness closing in on oh, me. Oh boy. Well, I'm gonna go to <laughs> I'm gonna go to the mall. I'm gonna get an orange Julius. I might buy an iPad. So I'm Andrew today, and you're Hans deep down the hole. So how's it feel, buddy? It. Here we go. All right. Let's see what happens. <laughs> let's cue the music. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Let's cue this. Hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.